Let's take a look at the board. And the categories are... Potent Potables. Joey, you like movies about gladiators. You're no messiah, you're a, you're a movie of the week. So you listen to me and you listen well. Look, well, let's not stand on ceremony, mate. Let's start the show. Well, howdy, everybody. It's the Book Fiction Podcast. I'm Dave, as always. And this week, we've got the full group. we got Peter, Matt, and Sean. Woo! Yes, so full Monty. It's a first in a while. I know. No nudity, though. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not, the only one, I'm not the only one without pants on. That's No good. dicks. <laughs> Gross. Wait, we have no dicks, Sean? No, I just said no dicks being displayed tonight. Well, they shouldn't be. I mean, we this is an audio podcast. So. Luckily for Matt, it's audio because we all know Matt's a pants off kind of guy. <laughs> Matt, how many are you actually wearing pants right now? Uh, I am actually wearing shorts. I'm actually wearing shorts. That's when you just say no comment. Uh, we'll, no comment. We'll take that. We'll take it. <laughs> so uh, this week, uh, the snowman. Um, I know our last podcast, we I was highly disappointed based on what Peter was. Lovely to ruin for it's us. Not my fault. Terrible. It's how not terrible this fault. film was. Peter's like Britta, and we all we always knew it. He's just confirming it. <laughs> like like a water filter, Britta. No, you're the you're the worst. Watch Community, Peter. Come on. Sorry, this <laughs> right over my head. But yes, we all agree. All we know is Peter sucks because he ruined it for us. We were all excited until Peter decided to. Yeah, Peter's Peter's kind of a ruiner. Can Can you just? We'll get into this, but can you imagine if you went into the movie thinking it was going to be that great, how terrible this would have been compared to what it was? I don't want to talk about, mate, what could have happened. You stole that from us. (laughs) And I'm actually curious, as I was watching it and thinking about how, we'll talk about this more, but how I was ready for it to be over and so I didn't have to watch anymore. I was wondering if if I didn't know it was bad, if I would have like held out like hope of of seeing a good movie. So could it have been a different experience? I think it would have been, you know, disappointing like Peter's, you know, referring to, but I think I could have maybe thought I was enjoying it for much longer. I could have deceived myself. Lies. Oh, (laughs) full of lies. (laughs) I don't believe it. Well, I mean, it was, it's one of those ones where you could have maybe held out for a point at when you're like, you know, the the girls never came. Yeah, the girls I would have never came. I would have given up much later. Is what but, I mean. I would have I would have reserved judgment until much later. But, but because just, I knew pretty much the opening scene, and I'm getting ahead of us. But I know. Yeah, we're kind of <laughs> jumping the gun here on this one. So let's uh let's let's get out of this real quick because we have a lot to talk about on this film. Not enough to merit a second sh- uh, episode, but enough to we'll we'll get a good win in for it. So uh, let's 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 swing into uh, watching and drinking. Or so uh, Matt, why don't you start us off this week? Um, so, so first, uh, I just wanted to chime in on the, you know, I did see the foreigner, even though I wasn't, wasn't able to discuss it with you folks. Um, enjoyed it. It was nice seeing Jackie Chan still proving that he could kick my ass without a, you know, breaking a sweat. Um, and probably about on, on par with you guys. It was, it was fine. It was entertainment. Um, it was different, more IRA than I expected, but, uh, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. And, uh, yeah, it is what it is. And it was a better film than, than this one. So. <laughs> it gets that for sure. Um, no, spoiler alert! I figured I already ruined that with uh, <laughs> with with acknowledging Peter's accuracy. We could have been ironic. That's true. That's true. I apologize, everyone. But yeah, so uh, you know that, that was a that was a nice uh, you know it was an, a decent uh, movie going experience. Um, follow that up with uh, Geostorm this weekend before I went and saw the Snowman. Um, I don't know why. Uh, in hindsight, you saw it first. Wow. 
Wait, I did. You went and saw both um, movies this weekend. I'm, I'm I proud. did, and I I am kicking myself for not going to. I was gonna go see Home of the Brave instead for uh, yesterday, and for that we were, somebody wanted to go see Geostorm, and that person didn't, didn't even end up joining. So that's what we ended up seeing. Did you and, did you take that person out the back and beat the shit out of him? I mean, I I don't want to. I found myself to admit to a crime. We more it's entertained uh, in that than in this. Uh, wow! Now, Excellent. I'm glad to hear. Not it. not going to complete continue bashing on the snowman um before we get into it don't go see geostorm um <laughs> if you really need to see a disaster movie and these are by no means masterpieces but i would watch 2012 or uh the day after tomorrow if you need to get a fix of disaster <laughs> wow, movies wait, those, those, are, those, are, but, those are actually you think better? 2012 is but, better but if you had to geostorm, see yeah but if you had to see Damn. one in the theaters and 2012 and day after tomorrow and geostorm were in the theater what would you see in the theater Day after tomorrow, 2012, Geostorm. In that really? Movie. Wow. Amy Rossum is hot. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, okay. like, I actually didn't think the day after tomorrow was the worst movie I've seen. Uh, but I haven't seen 2012, though. So, yeah, 2012 is pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. But pretty much the same. Just thing. disaster movies. But this one was just yeah. exceptionally uh, not interesting. But it's Gerard <laughs> Butler. You go in there for the disaster, you know, the, the disaster action, and this time you think you're going to get to see some some weather excitement, um, which, you know, if you're down in Houston, maybe you don't want to see that on film. Um, but for those of us <laughs> not in the in the, in the the path of these storms, I'll check it out in a fictionalized universe. And um, but I've you saw ask, almost no weather. If Gerard so. Butler were to scream, this is Sparta, and kick somebody into a giant pit, would that have made Geostorm better? Of course. Yeah, without a doubt. All right. Actually, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. So <laughs> this movie spent more time in space um, than anywhere else. It was very – I didn't expect that at all. So you spent more time in space than you spent on Earth. Um, huh. And the time you spent on Earth was not re- most of the time related to natural disasters. Uh, there were a couple decent scenes, um, but that's about it, it from, a, from a disaster perspective. Um so either either download The Sims 2000 and destroy some cities that you make or go see one of the older <laughs> older uh, disaster movies where you know what you're getting. Uh, don't don't worry about seeing this one. Uh, beyond that, I can't remember if I told you guys, but uh, over the past few months, been slowly going through the original Harry Potter series. I say original just because Fantastic Beasts is out. Um, you know, the original Daniel uh, Radcliffe and and whatnot. Um and my goodness, uh, those movies were exactly as I remembered. Um, Is that good or bad? Uh, not great. Um, I'll give credit. The The first few were almost as bad, almost, some of them worse than I remembered, and the latter four were better than I remembered. So I guess it kind of evens out. Um, but it, it <laughs> it's a good thing that the books were so popular because – if these movies had to stand on their own, I don't think they would have made it past the first one. Or, or if these movies made it, you know, if these movies were being made after all the other young adult books, you know, I think it would have had the same fate as Allegiant um, because those first couple were pretty rough. And in those first movies, I don't know if you remember them, uh, Harry Potter fainted like 12 times in four movies. 
It was absolutely obnoxious. He, he probably has as much brain damage as a football player. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't remember that. And I don't remember, Dave, I think you said you recently read those books. I don't know if you remember him mm-hmm. passing out all the time, but it was obnoxious. He did a, bu- he did a bunch. Okay. Well, wh- so I guess I forgot because I mean, it's been a long time. So Heavy drug use, definitely. Prisoner of Azkaban, he was like passing out left and right. Oh, some of them it was, yeah, it was literally like two or three times a movie. I yeah. think the biggest improvement they made as the series progressed was he fainted less. I think there might have even been one or two where he didn't faint at all, which is just astonishing after that buildup of, you know, all regular fainting. regular fainting. I have to assume, like, <laughs> when it airs on television, um, that every faint goes to a commercial and the timings are perfect. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, so if, if you're not a diehard Harry Potter fan, I, I can't really encourage you to go rewatch them. I think they're worth seeing if you haven't seen them before, but... Um, stuff, and I know that that gets me a lot of hate. I one of the reasons I rewatched them is because I have some friends that are just shocked I'm not uh, in love with them, and uh, but luckily the last four were good, so or you know relative, so yeah. And they're, it's it's entertaining overall, but it's just painful. And I do want to I do want to main reason I'm bringing it. I wanted to bring it up over it, but I knew we were going to have a long conversation on that, and maybe Stranger Things later on when we talk about those is. Those movies make me think that kids can't act and it's just not possible. But luckily, over the past few years, we've been seeing more and more that kids can. Um, so that gives us a lot of opportunities for these types of movies to continue, right? So you don't have to cast Andrew Garfield as a 12-year-old. You can actually cast a good actor or direct <laughs> the kid correctly. So um, at least we're making progress as a society and an industry. Um <laughs> In that regard. So no offense to Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and uh, Ron. Um, I don't know. I, I guess some offense to him because I don't remember his name. Sorry, guy. Um, but there's <laughs> just a few Grint. scenes. Rupert Thank Grint. you. It's a cool name. I just always forget. <laughs> uh, so it's Fair. not them. You know, they don't always do great, but it's not them. It's just the overall, like, the, when they have, like, an ensemble of kids around in, like, a classroom or something, it's really, like, cringy watching them. Um and I'm just a dick for calling that out. But that, that's my Harry Potter take. Uh, do you guys remember the movies at all? I, I want to have somebody that likes them say something to balance it out. I See, I haven't watched them close enough to be able to like de- defend the first few. I, I do vaguely remember when I saw them, I wasn't thoroughly impressed. But this was, you know, over a decade ago now. Right. So. I right. think to that point, though, they played a different audiences uh, like completely. I feel like the, the books themselves, like they sort of matured as they as they get older, because I think on the with the first two or three, they're like they're still in their what, 12, 13 kind of. Well, I mean, they, yeah, they age, they age a year. Yeah, every book. Every book. Every exactly. For so sure. like by the end of the but, by like, I remember even up till I guess was it the Goblet of Fire? Uh, is that the fourth or fifth one, Matt? Um, I, I want to say fourth, but they all blur together. Even yeah, having so just like, recently. I feel like ap- to, to your point, I feel like after that one is when they start picking up and getting better. Um, yes. You can kind of see that that's like the transition film. Um, once they got rid of Robert Pattinson, yeah, once dumped him off on Twilight. That's so true. Knocks, once he uh, kicks, kicks the bucket. Uh, it, Spoiler it, alert. It amps up. Yeah. I, I do have to say, though, that one thing I did like about the the initial few was that the last few got really dark. And it was hard to leave the theater actually in a good mood from the last few movies. Whereas the first ones are kind of like kid, fun, bubbly. You know, you can watch and not have to think too hard. So yeah. if you want to go see something and not leave a, somewhat depressed, I think the first few at least serve that. But I, that, I'm sure that's a really good, terrible. That's a really good point. And, and in defense of the books and the movie's portrayal of the books, I think they did do a good job introducing the world, which, you know, we're all familiar with it now. But in 2000 or 2002, whenever they were coming out. 
if you hadn't read the books, you have no idea what the hell Harry Potter is or why people are talking about it. So you go to see it. And I think it introduced people that weren't familiar with the property to that universe and Hogwarts pretty well. So definitely credit there from a film perspective, uh, without a doubt. Beyond that longish thing of eight movies over the past two months, recently I watched some of Star Trek Discovery. Um, cause a fam, I was visiting some family and, and they had a CBS all access pass and, uh, wanted to make sure I, I watched what was out. Have any of you guys watched it since yet at all? I, nope. I refuse to pay for it. So, okay. I, I agree with that. And I was kind of upset with them for making me watch it because that gave them more views, but, um, <laughs> nice. It, four or five, move, four or five episodes in, I, I'm not going to be paying for it. Um, it didn't. Oh wow! It didn't really? me. Okay. And I and I think um, I, I think uh, Orville's doing a better job being a Star Trek show than that is so far. Wow. While okay. it's in the universe of Star Hot Trek, take. I think Orville is actually more in the kind of essence or theme of of the kind of the original series. Um, okay. But nice. uh, this is clearly a movie, a show that's being made after shows like Breaking Bad and a few. There's a lot of flashbacks uh, and that oh, kind of God. storytelling. So it's much much less about you know bra- you know uh, new exploring new worlds and and whatnot. So don't want to get we can we can maybe discuss that on a on a one where I didn't discuss Harry Potter and ramble off for for twenty minutes. Uh, but that's kind of my my uh, take on that. But to kind of wash my hands of it, I watched Star Trek the two thousand nine reboot because I just wanted to see something uh, fun and a little more. Uh, Lighthearted. And I know people don't like that necessarily, but I always love that one. That's something I can pretty much turn on at any point. Well, that's so. a great movie. Lens flares everywhere. Love it. Hey, can't, can't get enough. <laughs> it was an appropriate amount of lens flare. It, it was. It, it, it was. He got out of hand in the next one, but that's fine. I, I still, not, not to just keep going, but I still, you know, Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pine weren't well known at the time. I don't even know if I knew of either of them before that movie came out. Um, oh, I guess Thor existed, so excuse me. Or Thor was coming out a year later. No. Or the same yeah, year? it was well, a year it wasn't later. Out yeah. Yet. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was kind of like the the no name. I, I mean, I kind of recognize him, but I didn't really know know who he was. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I knew I wanted to do him, but just didn't know who he was. Obviously, um, I mean, come on. <laughs> Truth comes out. <laughs> and uh, it's funny because I was talking to somebody, and they were talking about how they didn't understand how he died, and then was this the, a young kid, and then growing up again. They didn't because they, they looked so that. similar. Especially in like the dark lighting when Chris Hemsworth in it. So <laughs> I had to explain to him that it was just his dad and he died and they just looked and both have the, the actors have the same name, Chris. Um, but yeah, so good movie. If you haven't seen it in a while, check it out. If you watched it yesterday, you'd probably be happy watching it again today. Um, and then for booze, I'm drinking a uh, Rebel Grapefruit I, grapefruit IPA. It's, uh, it's by Sam Adams. It's pretty good. Um, not the best. And... Uh, I think the you know the sculpins are uh, something that we we all drink pretty often, and that if you're getting grapefruit and you drink, that's probably the way to go, the ballast point. But uh, this is pretty decent. I don't know if you guys have had this, but uh, but yeah. What about you, Sean? Well, fellas, uh, tonight I um, or not tonight so much, but I guess tonight I'm drinking a little bit of a uh, f- more fall. I went with a different direction than, than Matt did, with like more of a sort of summer. It sounds like a, more of a summer fruit beer, whereas I uh, went with the fall special. Cold, cre- uh, cold press coffee pumpkin, which is uh, Southern Tier Brewing Co. It's a uh, like a like a pumpkin ale with a little bit of uh, some coffee in there. So, 
solid fall beer if you guys have yet to uh, pick it up. Southern Tears out of upstate New York, but uh, there's a little brew pub. Uh, they have like a satellite brewery here in Pittsburgh that uh, they get you get a lot of uh, their special beers that they don't really make cross country. So kind of been able to take advantage of some of those. But in terms of what I've been watching this week, I uh, started getting into a couple different things. Uh, I have been recording some episodes of a show called Kevin Probably Saves the World, which is, uh, I forget if it's on, I think it's on ABC. If I'm not is that mistaken. related to Kevin Can Wait? No, it and is it's not. Like some and, sort of and, and it, or, or it's funny. It's funny you bring that up because uh, I turned it on and Amy goes, is this that stupid Kevin James show? <laughs> Whoa, whoa! What's wrong with Kevin James? <laughs> Nothing, but she like didn't wasn't interested, I guess. And Kevin can no, no, that's Kevin. Right. Uh, but it's not it's not Kevin can wait. It's Kevin probably saves the world with uh, Jason Ritter, and it's uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. It, I've seen that. It, How is it's oh, pretty funny. Good. Uh, I'm still. I didn't know that's what that's called. Yeah, I I, I love that. Obviously, his dad, but I, I'm glad to see him on TV. I saw a commercial. I didn't catch the name of it though. It's yeah, Very it's excited. it's getting it's getting fairly like I, I saw on like IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, it's getting about seventy like seventy percent most of the time, which it's a pretty fine show. I just wanted to double check. Yeah, it's on ABC. Um, I just watched the first episode before we started recording tonight, so definitely going to get uh get into uh, the rest of those at some point this week. And and then I decided also this week I decided to start watching. Um, with with the surge of movies coming up with Thor and with uh, Black Panther coming up in February, I decided to start watching from like a, a timeline of the Marvel movies. So I started. Wow. I, I watched. Yeah, it's it's going to be a, a pretty in depth endeavor. But uh, I mean, I, you have a ton of time, you know, over the next couple months until they uh, until the, I'm, my goal is to get them all watched by the time we get to. Um, uh, Avengers, the uh, the new one that's coming out this was it May or April? Infinity War. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, so you're not doing it for Thor. No, no, I'm not. There's no chance oh, I would finish I like, it. I was like, that's like. <laughs> well, I watched. Good luck. I had never. So I, I would be intrigued to see if you could do it. I started. I think you try it. So I started watching because I'd never seen Dark World, Thor, Dark World. Um, so I watched that last week, um, and it, I mean it's all right. It's not. It's fine. It's not like it's definitely not nearly as good as the first Thor. Agreed. Um, but uh, I watched Captain America: The First Avenger, which to this day is it uh, that still might be my favorite Avengers movie. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a really big fan of the uh, <laughs> all this talk of Chris Pine and damn it and Chris uh, Hemsworth and what's his name Chris uh, Captain America Chris Evans. Sorry, they they all look the same, right? Um, so many Chris's. <laughs> so many, yes, so they all Chris's. look the same. There's a great Saturday Night Live sketch about that, by the way uh that chris pine does where it's like he's not chris he's not chris evans and he's not chris uh chris hemsworth he's he's chris pine uh but anyway uh <laughs> spoiler alert yeah spoiler um he, he could but, have been chris o'donnell he could be robin nice way to nice. keep it in the fam uh, what's he doing these days by the way uh, in NCIS. los angeles yeah. america's most been? watched network <laughs> I, I was going to go there, Sean. Matt. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> He's living it up with LL Cool J. Yeah. And, and ladies, NCIS, even worse. NCIS cool Los James. Angeles. Come on, Even Dave. worse. Pay attention. Anyway. You know, where, where we don't have an actual naval base, so it's a perfect spot. Exactly. But hey, it's, it's a beach town. You could, you could have at least gone with something like... Uh, San like Diego. San Diego, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Captain America is probably one of my favorite. The, the original Captain America is probably one of my favorite Marvel movies that's out there. Um, 
I like the way it, even though it came out after, uh, we all know that the Iron Man was the first one that was uh, released in the series, but they, uh, the Captain America one, and according chronologically, is the first one to take place. So I watched that one, and then started. Uh, I watched. There's a. Uh, there's like a, uh, fifteen minute vignette that's uh, with Agent Carter that kind of builds up to some other some other things that I. I mean, there's like all these shows now. Like the Agent Carter has a, has a series. Uh, we have the. They included the the timeline that I was reading included the, uh, uh, what's the Shield uh, series too, which I'm probably not going to get into all those, but um, I did I was intrigued about the vignette that 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 was filmed uh, in in like sort of a build up to the uh, the series Agent Carter, and then I uh, got into Iron Man, so I watched the first Iron Man about halfway through it now. Um, so yeah, I'm, needless to say, I, I, I'm taking on this endeavor and I'll probably try to get through at least the first Thor movie by the time I uh, go see uh, Ragnarok in two weeks. Uh, but yeah, that's, that, in terms of what I'm watching, that's really all I've gotten into this week, but uh, I think it's still a pretty good chunk. I didn't watch all Harry Potter movies though. Like, like you. You're missing out. Uh, I say I say <laughs> try. But before you... You, you mentioned uh, kind of the order, but are you going to... Other than that, are you generally going to be going in the order of their release? Or I know Dave was talking about this. Some of the last Marvel movies we've been watching. Are you That's looking a good point. for a new it's... timeline that we should watch things in? So yes, I uh, and now I'm forgetting what it was. So basically, I'm watching Captain America. I watched that one. Iron Man, then Iron Man Two, then it goes to Incredible Hulk, then Thor, and then the Avengers is the first one, uh, and that sort of like wraps up Phase One, and then you get into. I have to watch. Iron Man three, uh, it's I guess Winter Soldier takes place um, right after Iron Man three, and then that's when it gets into like Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, and then there's like a a bunch of those Marvel TV shows that are on Netflix that I'm probably not gonna watch, and then um, it's really not that. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's that bad in theory because a lot of these movies have yet to they're not even gonna be out. Like uh, apparently they already have the timeline for. Uh, captain marvel which isn't even going to be out in theaters for another year and a half so um and they're, but, they're thinking and she's gonna be back in the 90s yeah rocking at 90s style <laughs> yeah so that, like that's it's just the chronological i mean i'm sure it'll end up you know taking place then before uh the first iron man will but uh needless to say i'm still gonna you know burn through the ones that i have and i'm excited to see if there's any little like uh, nuggets of information I find that I didn't really pick up on the first couple times I watched it being now that I'm, I mean, what Marvel's like, what, 18 movies in, uh, or something ridiculous like that. I don't even know if it's 18, but, um, I feel like that's a safe bet. But anyway, uh, that's all I'm watching and drinking this week. But Peter, what about you? What are you getting into? So not, not too many things. So I guess the, the first thing from a new perspective is I saw The House. Has, has anybody seen this movie? This is the Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler movie. No, but I, like, no. I, wanted to, I, remember was, seeing I heard trailer. it was bad, though. Was it bad? So I, so I heard the same thing. I mean, it was one of those movies that kind of went into theaters and immediately went out and nobody really said anything about it. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a comedy kind of in the same vein of what you'd expect from Will Ferrell and, and co. Um, I, I would say that 
you know, people have been saying Will Ferrell's kind of been spiraling down in terms of his his hilarity in movies. And uh, for me, Amy Poehler, the last thing I remember her seeing her in was Sisters with Tina Fey, which I thought was really funny. Um, yeah. I think this is probably more more in line with that type of movie than it is with some of Will Ferrell's kind of maybe hit or miss movies. So uh, I thought it was good. It was not it was not by any means super memorable it wasn't something that you're gonna start quoting like you know um anchorman or or um you know wedding crashers something back in the early 2000s but it is for sure something i think if you could if you can rent or you can see it's definitely worth a watch it was for it was uh entertaining it had some good beats it also had and i can't think of his name but he he's in uh brooklyn 99 um he's i believe he's greek does anybody know that the guy's name he's the the third character in the movie and i'm trying to i'll look him up right now as i talk is he the gimme everything you got guy from i love you man uh no that's um you're thinking of uh the only thing i think of is charles from brooklyn 99 but um, well because you did say a guy in brooklyn 99 right yeah, yeah, it's um. Sorry, I will. I, you know, you're right. You're right. They're both in Brooklyn Nine Nine, so it's it's a good call. So it's not Andy Samberg, or it is not. Um, let me look it up right now. He is. He's basically the third character. So there's, so as a high level view, it's uh, Will Ferrell and um, and Amy Poehler, and they are a married couple, and they're they're basically trying to find a way to put their daughter through college, and so they decide to open up a casino. And uh, without giving anything away, obviously hilarity ensues. And so the the third person is Jason Jason Manzukis. So he's, not he's in Brooklyn Nine Nine. He is. He has kind of like a bit part. He shows up in some of the seasons. Uh, season oh, two. Okay. Is he the one that's in? Uh, the he's league? in the. He's in the league. Yeah, Rafi. Yeah. <laughs> Rafi. Yep. Oh, yep. that's yep. yeah. So I so saw. he so if you guys have seen him before, you probably know he's hilarious by himself. Oh, like he also. Is, just to give him a little more shout out for by himself. Um, have you guys ever listened to how did this get made with, uh, he's on that, isn't he? Yeah. He's yeah. one of the original with, uh, Paul, Paul Shear, I think Paul Shear. Thank you. Yeah. Also from That's the a league. Gr- I've heard awesome things about that podcast. Yeah. It's yeah. a great podcast. The earlier episodes, obviously if you're done listening to all of our podcast episodes, get some Jason Manjukas action after you watch the house. Right with uh, how did this get made and the earlier episodes are great because they're they're doing shows that we've all seen or things that are on netflix they get a little more obscure uh further down but yeah sorry peter so if, if you like jason manzukas which i think anybody who's seen him who will, will love him because he's hilarious and he just always plays this kind of off the wall just crazy person um it, it's fun it, it it's a again it's a movie i think worth watching for sure it's not gonna blow you away but it's it's definitely fun and i think uh will ferrell and amy Poehler do a j- great job so so yeah i definitely definitely would recommend it um the other thing that i watched was and it, and i remember i was kind of looking into some random movie news and being reminded of our previous conversations around things like ghost in the shell and others and so I decided to revisit the Animatrix, and I think I'd asked you guys back when we did the uh, Ghost in the Shell review uh, yeah. if anybody has has anybody actually seen this since then, or has anybody seen it in general? Just when it first came out with the Matrix movies, so like yeah, I have not, never saw it actually, still right. haven't. So so I so I revisited it when, back when the Matrix came out. I mean this this was the Ma- the original Matrix was one of my favorite movies forever. I mean I think it probably still sits in my top ten. Um, and so when the 
when the the huge box box set came out, the Animatrix came out, and I had to buy it, and and I didn't even know what I was getting into, and so it, it's basically just a set of kind of short stories. They're all I think somewhere between maybe like ten and and twenty minutes in terms of length, and I think there's you know I don't know five or six of them, and they just they basically cover different pieces and parts around the world of the Matrix. So they don't necessarily directly feed into the movies. I mean, some of them kind of tangentially include characters or include kind of side characters that you may have heard about, but it's not something that if you've never seen the original movies, it's not that you have to. Um, and again, as you can tell from the from the name, it's all around either anime or uh, um, CGI type, you know, short films. But to me, you know, there's been some talks lately about them uh, quote unquote rebooting the matrix or maybe doing some side stories or maybe a new movie that's somewhere in that universe. This is the perfect example of how you could make literally thousands of different properties in the same universe. And they would be completely enthrall like enthralling. It would be something you'd really want to watch because it's just a very interesting universe to play in. So it, I would, I would for sure recommend it to you guys who have not seen it yet. You should go watch it. Cause it, it's just, it's a lot of fun. I mean, if you like the matrix, it, it talks about some concepts in that entire premise that you would just, you'd be interested to hear more about. And it, it delves a little bit into it. And the nice thing is because they're these short films, you know, you see enough of it that you actually go, wow, I would love to see a full hour and a half movie about this because I've, you know, I, I got teased with this, you know, 10 minute short film and it showed me just enough to want to keep going deeper. So I would definitely recommend it. And again, because they're all shot in different ways and from different artists, you get a bunch of different views. So it's something that even if you don't like one of the films, you got a bunch more to dive into. So, um, so yeah, Peter, completely, completely minor on that. Is it, is it in HD or is it still pretty low? No, no. So this is in, in HD. So if you get the, okay. blue, if you get the Blu-ray set, you can actually watch it in, in HD, full HD. Uh, I'm not sure if they stream anywhere online, actually. I'll see if I can look it up maybe later. But. So I bought the Matrix set with the Animatrix on HD DVD back when I was stupid. <laughs> that hasn't changed, but it was like it was right after HD DVD died, and I was like, sure, five bucks for four movies, why not? Um, now I have no way, way to watch it, and so I was just curious if it was even in HD or yeah it's 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 definitely on blu-ray so you can you can go watch it and it's they're great quality and because it's animation i mean even if it was in standard as well yeah yeah yeah, even if in standard f it looked good but they they look great and uh again it's if you like the universe it's something that you're gonna thoroughly enjoy so i would definitely recommend it um so i mean i mean i think that's about it from what i've watched other than the snowman uh in terms of drinking so I've kind of been on this kick of trying some new things that are seasonal for October. And uh, actually, as a birthday gift, my wife bought me a few beers in Colorado. And they were kind of these specialty off the shelf. You can't really get them other than in in region. And so she got me one, which is uh, it's a pumpkin double porter. And it's from Dry Dock Brewing Company, which is, which is in Colorado. Um, it's essentially a... Uh, a pumpkin a pumpkin beer that's brewed in a uh, bourbon barrel so it's, it's kind of got those hints it is it is delicious i mean there's there's no question this it has just the right note of of a bourbon beer it's not it's not super strong if you guys have had some of the bourbon stouts or bourbon 
bourbon aged kind of beers, some of them can be very, very heavy on the hard liquor side, which I still enjoy, but for some people it's pretty off-putting. I think this is right in the right kind of realm. It's not super pumpkin-y, so if you want something pumpkin-y, you might want to go somewhere different, but it's got the right spices, so it's, it's definitely worth it. But but again, this is uh, something if you can find, I don't really know if they distribute it anywhere. I was lucky enough to get it from my wife, but uh, so it's, uh, again, Pumpkin Double Porter from Dry Dock Brewing. So, so yeah, that's all I got for this week. So let's go to Dave. Alrighty. So, um, so this week, um, I kind of, kind of finished up on, uh, some, some seeds or at least one of my shows was, uh, the Mine Hunters uh, show. I know I talked to y'all about this last week and, um, was going to give a final review on it based on that. And I'm still recommending it for everybody. Um, if you haven't listened in, it's a new Netflix show about two FBI agents who are kind of expanding their, uh, I guess criminal psychology, uh, I guess it's the uh, behavioral science unit at the FBI back in the 1970s before they really started doing this. And they started interviewing a bunch of um, serial killers to kind of start building their profiling that they started doing, which kind of leads to, uh, you know, a bunch of those FBI profiling shows that are now on to TV, which everybody seems to know about, like Criminal Minds and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, real interesting show. Um, if you and it's kind of and it utilizes actually a lot of serial killers in these interviews. So this is all based on a, a true story about these two FBI agents or yeah FBI agents, um, two different characters, but they're based off these other people's lives. And they actually go and interview the real killers that they actually talk to and stuff like that, and like kind of build up on those relationships that they kind of have. And uh, gets real interesting, I will say that. And it kind of shows how it affects their personal lives and talking to these psychopaths and stuff like that. So. Definitely recommend it. It's been getting a lot of uh, big, a lot of hits on uh, in Netflix. I've been hearing a lot of people talking about it. Um, have y'all even looked into it by any chance? Ever since I talked about it, uh, Netflix auto played a trailer for it one time when I was I was browsing. <laughs> it happens all because of me. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm thinking on the same lines as Matt. I like I've heard about it and heard reviews, but I still haven't watched any of the episodes yet. Um, but still yeah, on my list. Yeah, it's. But I mean, it's going to get over, over, you know, priority is going to go to Stranger Things in a few days. So, fair enough, fair enough. So true, so true. We'll we'll, we'll do this after Halloween. How about them apples? How about uh, I'll, I'll throw that out there for y'all. This is definitely Sean. You can add it behind um, Game of Thrones on your list of things to watch. So you I know, think seventeen years from now, I think I'm with Matt though. Um, being that I'm going to be on a long flight next week to go to the West Coast, I'm just going to load up on Stranger Things. So I'll probably knock that out in, in like two days. Uh, like I mean, <laughs> well, if you're looking for another one, download this. Yeah, good stuff. I uh, I it's might try uh, to do that. Stuff. I think the most it'll let me probably get is four episodes, but I'll I'll do my best to knock it out in, in both my flights. I, so it sounds like you need to upgrade your uh, your iPad. Oh yeah, I think I'm just well beyond like I just my storage. Even though I got the storage, like the additional storage, just still says I'm I'm near the end. But it's just I don't know. Whatever. I'm just over too it. much. Too much porn, man. Huh. Got to delete all that stuff. No, Dave. That's, so it streams now. Dave, I'm 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 all about music. It's just I'm full. Of, uh-huh. It's all my yeah, okay. music. Uh huh. Fair enough. We'll believe you there. Um, and actually, uh, I will say this. I know I was probably talking about this last week. Was uh, uh, one of my favorite shows on ID uh, premiered again. Season two uh, premiered on Monday, um, and it was uh, the deadliest decade, 1980s. Um. This was a pretty good one. I'm going to say it. One of those shows that you got to go and, and watch. Um, if you ever like the, you know, the death murder mystery, the true crime, as they like to call it. I don't know why they call it that, but still. Dave, uh, are you planning st- to murder somebody? I feel like you're you're watching all these shows about true crime. 
you know, have I ever thought about it? Occasionally, <laughs> do I think I could get away with it? I don't think I'm smart enough yet. Maybe to after get away one, with maybe it. after two or three more seasons, I can get away with it. <laughs> man, with this DNA stuff, man, it's just they track everything. I don't like it. I, it's just bleach, uh, Dave. Bleach. Google. What I've what I've learned apparently is Google is not your friend, and people like to Google things like, "Does hydrochloric acid uh, dissolve a body?" and like stuff like that. And it's like the body was found um, dissolved in hydrochloric acid. Let's check his Google results. Oh, look, he Googled it like 12 times. See, that's unfair, though, because we've all watched Breaking Bad and are curious if the science is accurate. <laughs> just, just go to private. If you view it in private, it's, I don't think they can pull your files. Like, I guess. I don't know. That's, that's false. That is totally, totally that's, wrong. Yeah. You're, totally wrong. Sounds just, like Sean's going to get caught for some shit. Just go to an inter- <laughs> internet cafe. Isn't that a thing? You just go on to an a, internet on a de- cafe. On a device that's not yours and paying cash. <laughs> yeah. And wear a mask. We know what Matt's doing on his weekends. Just wear a hat uh-huh. and sunglasses. Exactly. They will never know. I mean, didn't, uh, isn't that what uh, the Winter Soldier did for uh, years where he stayed out? He just wore a baseball cap and sunglasses. Uh, That's all it takes. Sunglasses. That's all it takes. And a you fake know, mustache. No one notices his me- – yeah, oh, God, the mustache. You got to go with the mustache. But anyway, uh, so less on murdery-type shows and films. I actually did catch, finally, which was surprising that I waited this long, was Hidden Figures. Did y'all ever catch that? Oh yeah, Peter Great movie. Yeah, okay. Yep. No, it was phenomenal. I I was I was really upset with myself that I didn't go see it in the theaters. Um, I really enjoyed the heck out of it, and kind of made me wonder um, how much was actually true and how much was actually false. Because I kind of want to go look it up and that's fascinating. Read into it a little bit more. What do you mean? <laughs> that you would watch a movie based off of a true story and then wonder what was well, accurate, it was fictionalized or dramatized. Uh, Fair enough, fair so, enough. So I yeah, said yes. this when I first watched it, but weren't you blown away by just the thought process that NASA would be that racist and that closed-minded? I mean, that was the thing that killed me when I watched it. Well, you you just it, think intelligent people would not be you, that. You would you, you know? would think that. And yeah. you would think that. And the the weird part is is like so right now the big and you know the the, the weird the big thing is is like how women aren't fairly represented in, in the engineering field and stuff like that. And you know this kind of came up when this when this movie originally showed up. I mean, different different type of thing where it, rather than um, I guess racism was more prevalent. Now it's sexism kind of thing. And you know, as as we're doing this, I'm looking around and I'm going, we really don't even have that problem even here at, at, at NASA just because you have so many female engineers and female managers and like across the board. It's like I would never have guessed that 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 sexism would have actually been an issue out in the field. To be honest. Anyway, phenomenal movie. Uh, if y'all don't actually, if y'all haven't seen it yet, I would definitely recommend it. I think it's on Netflix right now or Hulu. It was one of the two. It was either Netflix or Hulu. We we found it this morning. We were watching it. Phenomenal film. Um, what what also kind of blew my mind was the fact that like the the math that they were doing, and they were kind of discovering, you know, you know, forty years later, what we were learning in college, is like simple stuff, like knowledge, just. The crazy part is the simple, easy things that we knew in college now were the things that they were like discovering and trying to figure out, which kind of blew my mind because I was watching the equations being written and they were trying to figure out things. And I was like, oh, well, you would have done this. And they get to that point. And I'm like, they actually didn't know that. I was taught that kind of stuff. So I thought that was kind of a cool uh, thing to watch how they how they would have to like draw on those types of things. And then Fortran, I don't know if um, uh, Matt and Peter, you may have actually programmed in Fortran. Did you all ever? I am not 60. 
<laughs> See, all our software wasn't all our software wow. wasn't Fortran. We had to learn. Really, it. I, I actually oh, yeah. didn't have Dave, to. Dave, I know. That, I know secretly, people. Were you secretly born in like 1945? Sometimes I wonder, but like, <laughs> man. So, so it's funny is that you know we a lot of the code that we would run in a lot of our projects um, that were developed by a lot of our professors were all written in Fortran. So we they made us learn Fortran so we could actually modify their code to do what we wanted it to do. How fucked up is that? <laughs> so I'm laughing when they get Fortran pulled up and no one knows Fortran anymore. Everybody just kind of yeah, we don't talk about it because it's but it's good software, good stuff. At least you're not talking about code. punch cards, Dave. If you start touch, talking about punch cards, I'm gonna punch ain't, you. Ain't done that. My dad used that one time. He said. He, uh... And you drop that stack, you have to sort through them all to reorder <laughs> Exactly. Them. That's the story of every professor in yeah. anybody's college. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I remember yeah. when I dropped my stack of punch cards. And Shut it went everywhere. Um, and the question you always ask him is like, did you write the number of the page? The yeah, exactly. Corner? After well, the first, no. first or second drop, they did. <laughs> anyway. All right. So let's. I'm gonna bring us back on topic because we're now still talking about fucking Fortran. <laughs> but anyway, so so uh, so what I'm actually drinking tonight is um, kind of like Peter. I've been kind of on a pumpkin uh, Octobery type thing. I kind of said uh, pumpkin too, but just dis- disregard my, my my pumpkin beer. That hey, I was you talk so fast. You talked in the beginning. Nobody cares. No, no, you're yours is a about... pumpkin. That's completely different. Oh, he's got a point. <laughs> oh, that's true. It's it has a G. <laughs> it was made of coffee, so eh. so I went a little different than you than you two. I actually went with an ale, and it's a pumpkin patch ale by Rogue. Um, I know y'all have probably seen this in your grocery stores all the time. Yeah, Rogue has a pretty good distribution. They do, um, but there was re- it was really the only uh, pumpkin one that I saw, other than uh, St. Arnold's, uh, the Pumpkinator, which I did have this weekend. Uh, but you know, didn't want to talk about another local Houston beer. But this was pretty good. Um, that was actually the the Pumpkinator is more of a stout, I believe. This one's actually an ale, so. I'm a little more. I'm enjoying this one a lot more than a than a stout. So, pretty damn good. Would recommend it. You could probably get it in your local grocery store. They've got a really good distribution. Um, so, that's really all I got on that. So, let's get the hell out of this stuff and let's move straight into some what little bit of news we might have this week. So, Peter, what you got this week for us on news? So, not too much, and mostly so we can get into our riveting conversation about the snowman. Uh, <laughs> Did you mean ripping conversation? Yes, yes, that's exactly what I meant. Um, so there is uh, there's some news just around Blade Runner, and and obviously I think this is just mostly pertinent because we just talked about Blade Runner. Uh, they're they're basically pulling out of theaters faster than uh, one would expect. So obviously Blade Runner only came out a few weeks ago, and uh, they're already starting to pull out of theaters at a faster pace actually than it is. So. If you were to compare the two movies, I think uh, Blade Runner is actually going to pull out of, I think from week to week, they're pulling out of around 600 plus theaters, and it is pulling out of the same amount of theaters, and it's been out in theaters for over, what is that, maybe a month or longer? And yeah. Bla- and Blade Runner has only been out for uh, three weeks now, I believe. So... Um, I mean, and part of this is that the box office has been pretty disappointing. I mean, they, it was a budget of 150, around 150 million. I think it opened to about 32 million. It's sitting globally right now at around 180 million. But the problem is when you talk about profitability for, for Hollywood, it's usually about a two and a half to one. So they expect if you have a budget of 150 million, you're looking at making 
at least, you know, $375 million to break even. So there are ways off. I mean, at a hundred, if they've made 180 some odd million, you know, obviously do the math They're they're still ways out. So, I mean, I think the biggest, the biggest question here is, you know, what's going to happen with Blade Runner. If you look at the original, the original did the exact same thing and it had a really high budget. Um, and for anybody's knowledge who didn't know, Blade Runner actually had such a high budget because, uh, at the time, there was somewhat of a writer's strike or a, a kind of a, a, a Hollywood strike. And during that strike, Ridley Scott actually told everybody working on Blade Runner from a from a graphics and a visual direction perspective, he told them all to continue to working on the movie, to continue working on the movie until, you know, he told them to stop, basically. So they worked on it, you know, continuously throughout the strike and which, you know, inflated the budget which is one reason why visually the original Blade Runner is so impressive is they had, I think, an extra somewhere between nine and 12 months to work on the movie visually. Um, yeah, it's, so it's a crazy... I, I literally just read about this. It's a crazy stat, but it, it makes sense why visually it's so impressive for the time it was it was made in. But again, it, it inflated the budget and made whatever it made in theaters, you know, seem so much you know less significant. But basically, it made a lot of its money through uh, aftermarket and through DVD sales and Blu-ray sales, and it was a big cultural phenomenon and kind of one of those that came out of the out of the theaters was where it really made its impact. But I guess the the question here is: Is twenty forty nine going to be the same thing where it's going to make its money back up on DVD sales, and is it going to be impressive from a kind of cult phenomenon standpoint? Because it's really not blowing away the box office. It still has a huge Rotten Tomato score. I think it's somewhere in the 80s right now, and you know, almost everybody who sees it is impressed with it. But I mean, I don't know. For you guys, is it surprising that it's making so little money and that it's going to probably be out of theaters sooner than we think? Or what do you guys think? I, I'm definitely surprised that it's this drastic. Um, after the first weekend, I, I kind of realized that okay, it's not going to be a have the pull of it. Um, in terms of the broad audience. And we kind of talked about that when we were discussing the movie. But I am surprised that it's this uh, drastic in terms of underperformance that they're 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 having to pull it out early. I, I was happy to read, you know, that Denny Villeneuve mentioned that he stood by his decision to go with a spoiler-free marketing campaign. And I think we were all the better for it when we got to see the movie. Uh, but it's definitely something where that may have not enticed people that weren't into or hadn't seen the first one, which was over 30 years old. So most, most of the movie going population wasn't even alive when the first one came out. So, and again, we, we talked about it, but it, it is still a surprise. I'm hoping that it becomes the, the kind of the cult hit that the first one did, but I, I don't know that it'll recoup the same amount of money that the first one did over the t- same period. I think those of us that like Blade Runner will, when we watch Blade Runner, we'll watch Blade Runner 2049, uh, following that but i don't know if it'll get additional viewers at this point in in the, in the volumes that the first one did to recoup costs if that makes sense i'm kind of in the same boat i'm hoping it i'm hoping it does but it, it's more of one of those i'm in agreement with you it just seems like this the, the original one was such a i guess phenomenon in terms of uh, science fiction that it's you know, its sequel is not going to do the the same kind of have that same as much impact as as the original did. So, yeah, I don't 
I don't foresee it doing as well. I mean, now the only thing is is that you might have the same people that bought all the Blade Runners and the DVD sales and everything like that and all the new additional releases may buy it in terms of that. So maybe that's where it can drum up. But I, I, I'm i kind of with you on this one. I don't foresee it doing as well. But, you know, but here's hoping. Because I'd like to see this movie kind of do well. It was Visually, it was beautiful. So if they actually have, um, you know, if it comes out in 4K... It, it might actually uh, do well because we all have to agree that was a very visually stunning movie. So it, it might be one of those ones where if you have a home theater, it might be a great one to have in there. I don't know. That's just that's just me. Completely agree. Yeah. But uh, but there are other visually stunning movies that agreed. are an hour and a half and you don't have to. I keep forgetting about the timeline on this one. Yeah, you're right. That one's just too. Speaking of really long movies. <laughs> let's 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 swing out of the news and now the blade runner talk and all the the fun time stuff we're gonna go and let's talk about the snowman our favorite movie i think i think we can all agree this was probably our most favorite movie of the year uh Um, it was the one of the the ones i was probably the most october movie i'd look forward to i got the if, if that makes anticipated. sense, most anticipated October movie for me was before. I, I, I <laughs> don't disagree with that. I yeah. no, I I was until actually it wasn't even that. It was actually when Peter um, spoiled it for us a little bit. Quit blaming it on me, Dave. It, well, it, no, it, because you out. You were the first one to it, it, open it, his eyes to it, though. That's why he's just bitter at you. <laughs> I can't point at any Fair movie enough. news. You are you were my movie news that week for that mo- film, and that's true. I can't blame anyone else but you. I'm sorry. I'm I'll an American. That. That's what I do. I blame everybody else. Come on. That's, that's feel, the American way. I feel good about helping you out on this one, so I'm okay with it. I'm all right. And I appreciate it. And, you know, as we kind of discussed earlier, it was more one of those ones where if I wouldn't have known, would I have held on as long longer than I did for this one? But we'll get into that a little bit more. But um, quick little quick little, uh, little little preview on the, on the, on the movie itself. So it was based on a, on a, series, a book series by Joe Nesbo. Or but I don't even know how to say the O because remember when it came out it has that slash through it. Anybody know how to speak that in Norwegian? The O with the looks like a zero. Nine, nine. Fair enough. So this was apparently so the funny thing was this was apparently like the sixth book out of this guy's series that he wrote. So we kind of you know kind of walked into this guy's life kind of midway through. So I, I'm kind of curious as to why they would do something like that, but anyway, to to um, give him to give him a little bit of pass on that aspect, a lot of movie series, a lot of series do that when they introduce a, a book based character, they don't all start fresh from the first one. Yeah, like uh, if to, like um, Clear and Present Danger. The, yeah, I was gonna say the the, the Robert Langdon. Uh, yeah, but you had yeah. but you had but Clear and Present Danger. You already had Angels um, and Demons the Hunt for and. And, uh, what the Da Vinci Code agent like the Da Vinci Code oh, is technically the Robert Langdon, second or yeah. third book, yeah. So yeah, well, yeah, fair enough. Da Vinci Code was the first. Uh, no, uh, Angel, An- Angels and Demons. Angels and Demons was actually the first yeah. book. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. About second that. movie, but first book. Actually, those are yeah, books so- that I actually read. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I remember reading. Yeah, those. you could finish them in yeah. like a day. They were so easy to read. Yeah. But anyway, so the Snowman. So um, you know. I think we all kind of went into this very um, excited prior to last week. Um, this kind of looked like it was going to be the good film uh, for October. Where, you know, everybody was kind of pumped for it. Uh, we were kind of hoping it was going to kind of hit on the same lines as, uh, uh, oh shit, Matt, what was that film you were trying to push us on heavily that we all went and saw that we never talked about? Um, Wind River. I'm blanking. Wind River. We should talk about it. Be better than the snowman. 
oh my god we could almost turn this into a wind river uh talk and probably be better than the, than that we, we did for the snowman but anyway we're kind of hoping it was going that route um based on the way we've talked about it so far it doesn't seem like that so uh let's start some initial uh initial thoughts from you guys so uh peter why don't you start us off initial thoughts on this uh film so i mean i guess i again uh, you know i spoiled it for you guys by saying it had terrible reviews um when when i first saw the trailers for this it looked like a legitimate uh kind of horror horror movie right so it's got some great people in it it's got uh, rebecca ferguson it has uh you know michael fassbender it's got uh i can't think of his name plays uh, val kilmer uh well well so val kilmer no, I'm thinking of um, uh, he plays uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, J.K. Oh, JK uh, Simmons. J.K. Simmons. So sorry about that. Yeah, there's slip in my mind. So anyway, it's got some great people in it. Uh, the trailer. This was before I had uh, quote unquote sworn off trailers. So I, I saw the trailer for it, and the trailer actually makes it look pretty good. Yeah. Um, it, it seemed like it was legitimate. It seemed like this could be a great kind of sleeper movie in October. Something that. It's not a huge busy movie season, something that would keep you entertained and at least be semi-decent. And we talked about this a little bit, but it kind of had some similar veins of, you know, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And again, this is based in a, you know, you know, this is based in Norway, similar to Sweden, similar kind of geography and, and setting. But this movie was a total mess. And we will get to why it was a total mess. But I mean, the plot itself was just, all over the place. Um, I can't say that any of the actors did a bad job. I mean, I, I honestly think all the actors did a great job with what they're given. I think the the editing and the plot itself of this movie, and, and again, it's based on a book, so the plot of the book I, I hear is supposed to be really good, but the editing and the plot of this movie are terrible. It it's It's incoherent. It's hard to follow. And hard to follow, not in that I was confused. It's more I was confused in that why is it taking the turns and twists it's taking and why is it jumping from plot to plot or plot point to plot point. Um, it was just not good. And, it, and you know, add on to that, it's a two-hour movie. So if it's okay to have a two-hour movie if you're at least somewhat engaged throughout that two hours. When you are, you, when you literally could have wrapped things up in maybe an hour and fifteen minutes, that extra forty-five minutes was just terrible. So, uh, for me, this was a really hard movie to watch. I think it probably, to me, it probably helped that I expected it to not be good going into it, uh, which is why I keep giving Dave a bunch of shit because you know I, I think I may have saved you, Dave, from thinking this was going to be a masterpiece. It may have been worse if you thought it was, but. Um, I may have actually had more hate for it. Yeah. <laughs> so this may exactly. have actually been a better exactly. recording because I'd have just been like, "This is fucking horse shit. This is bullshit. Like, uh, why the hell would you make a crappy movie like this?" Now I'm just kind of like, "That that's true. I hated that's true. this. I, didn't I, I probably ruined the recording, but I probably saved your your sanity during watching the movie. But but oh, no, that's I mean, I'm gone, so don't even worry about it. This is true. This is true. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, it it's it's just not a good movie. Um. And, and there wasn't really much else, as Matt pointed out, to watch this weekend other than uh, Geostorm, which I actually kind of want to go see just to compare to this. But, um, but yeah, death, you know. Happy Death Day. Uh, that, 
That's true. That's one and, that and we definitely actually give give Home of the Brave a little credit. That's actually the one movie that came out this weekend that's getting some good reviews, and I'm hoping to see that tomorrow. So I didn't even realize that that was on that. I didn't realize that that was out, Matt, until you had mentioned that in the text because I had seen the trailer for it and I was slightly intrigued by it. it looks uh, like a fairly. Uh, I mean, I it's mean, going to be like a yeah, kind of a probably a boilerplate type of movie of that genre, but and Miles Teller is kind of. Thing. I don't know how I feel about Miles. I'm, I, I tend to like him, him, but I don't like his movies. Oh, Sean. What? Bro, like, that, I want him to... That's a good conversation for another day. Yeah, I think we all like, have a good opinion on that if we, Yeah, I, I think we should definitely say that because, um, like, yeah, anyway. <laughs> that's episode That's episode 37, the but Miles Teller discussion. I don't want to go off on something that's not that's other than the snowman at this point. <laughs> no, no, I mean, with that said, that's a good point, Matt. There, there was some other stuff this weekend. Um, so, yeah. It just if if you only listen to the first few minutes of us talking about this movie, go see something else and potentially that one. I think that would probably be a better movie. But um, yeah, let's we can get into more details as we go on. But uh, let's go to Matt. Matt, what do you think about it? Uh, nothing, nothing much to add on it. You kind of called out the really odd choices that they made in terms of editing and storytelling um, that really made for a. Uh, disinteresting audience. I, I, at least I felt disinterested. Um, so pretty early on too. So I'm not sure how your kind of uh, level setting for my expectations played into my perception of the movie. I do know that uh, Geostorm, I wasn't expecting much and um, I wasn't bored. It wasn't good. I'm not saying people should go see it, but I, I wasn't bored in the movie. Um, this, I was um, pretty quick. Uh, I was very happy to have to go to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> normally, normally I would be interested enough that I would, I would be like, okay, I'll just wait. But this was, was like, I don't even care. And I know it's longer, so I'm just going to go. Uh, nice. And I missed, I'll, I'll tell you guys later, but I missed a, a scene and I knew exactly what was happening in the scene. I'm not very good at that, but it was, it was a pretty clear, like, well, we know what's happening in this scene. There's, there's not much uh, <laughs> that I'm going to miss here. Um, and I will say though, while this wasn't good, um, I didn't want to walk out as much as I did in the Kingsman. So I'm not sure really where that puts it. Um, but that might just be an expectations type of thing. Uh, so maybe Peter did so save me from I having was gonna to think say, I maybe, was going to walk out. So maybe, maybe, maybe Peter's uh, spoiling of said movie of the so. review of this movie may have saved us all. The the biggest credit goes to, goes to Peter. Though I think this was at least. <laughs> A movie where you don't see this type of movie very often. So I think that might have kept me like, okay, maybe I'll see if something surprising does end up happening. Or if somehow this all becomes a cohesive story. Um, and we'll get into it, but it doesn't. Um, <laughs> and yeah, what, what about you, Sean? I th- yeah, I think we're all pretty much in line with this. Like We had so much hope for this. And I think my biggest gripe is that I, I just like... Ever since I heard that they didn't shoot the whole screenplay, it's like, what the fuck? Why not? Like, like that just it, it just seems as if they I know there was a lot of issues with what was going on with uh, it sounds like with just, you know, production and with uh, the director and with this with with everything. I mean, the names attached to this to what Peter was mentioning are they're too good to not have like a, a solid movie. I mean, whenever you see like Martin Scorsese tied to something, you usually have some hope. And I mean, Michael Fassbender for what he is. I mean, I like, I like probably like 70% of the movies he's in. Um, and then, 
I mean, like J, like you mentioned, J.K. Simmons. He's uh, he's a solid actor, and you know, seeing his name and even even seeing like I didn't even realize Chloe Savigny was it Savigny or whatever. I know I know she's a solid actress, and I yeah. never I always butcher her name. But she was she was so underutilized. Yeah, so. and I like when you see her name is like one of the top billings, and she's only in it for like five minutes. It's it's just yeah. It's like why why was she taught? She I mean she had bigger billing than Val Kilmer, and Val Kilmer is you know. Val Kilmer's face was in this movie, I guess, but not really, uh, and that's about it. But um, I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't. I know <laughs> I'm gonna laugh because Matt, you said like you didn't mind getting up to go to the bathroom. Like I didn't mind getting up to go a second time. Like I went to the bathroom twice, and I was. I mean, one of which is because I mean, I, I was. I told you guys I was going. Like I was waiting in my car to get finished uh, being serviced. So like I thought that they were gonna what? call me. Well, my car was getting serviced. You're waiting uh, in your car to get serviced. No, my car was getting. Ser- I was what seeing hour? the movie. I was seeing the movie while I was getting my car serviced. Uh, <laughs> so, so much innuendo. Yeah, exactly. That's what so I was much. trying to do there. Um, I'm a professional. I wasn't trying. I fucking did it, and we all know it. Uh, you, you mediocre at best, Matthew. I fucking uh, nailed it. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, like I mean, it just it, it was. There was a lot left to be desired, is what I'm saying. But. It, I think they did a great job with like it's a Norway is a different setting, so you don't see a lot of movies up in Norway. So I always like I'm intrigued. It's something I don't know a lot about, so I'm you know I'm following along. But uh, you know, it, there's like a there's a good opening, and then it just kind of falls apart after that. Like I I just it's uh, yeah it it I'd, you know like I'm kind of like on I think it's not good, but it wasn't. It wasn't overly like it wasn't the worst movie I've seen. I think there's something there that like you could tell that there's a good movie in there somewhere. I mean, maybe it's in the screenplay, and they'll probably reboot this series at one point just because and give somebody else a shot with it because of the fact that this is such a piss poor represent representation. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's all I really got. I mean, I'm sure there's more we could talk about once we get into a little bit of the spoilers. But uh, what about you, Dave? What were your thoughts on this initially? Well, I'm going to be real quick on this because I can't really talk much more on uh, non-spoilers because uh, y'all pretty much hit on everything. I was, let's put it this way. When I walked in, I already had the idea that if I felt like I was going to get hungry or thirsty, I was going to go wait in line and be fine with it. I didn't have to pee, luckily, so that was that was good. But I remember sitting through this film just like looking at my watch. It was that's how that's how bad I, w- I wanted to get out of there. I was not looking forward to this, unfortunately, based on all the reviews and everything. And it definitely satisfied that. Now, I agree with you, Sean. It wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. I didn't like. And Matt, you said the same thing. You didn't. You didn't feel the need to walk out of it. And I agree with that. But it just there was this that semblance of like a film somewhere in there that you were just kind of always hoping might show up. And unfortunately, it it never did. So yeah, this is. You know, my overall was definitely just a, a, a overall terrible, terrible, you know, conglomeration of a of some scenes to make a film. I'm not even going to give it like a plot line because the plot was lackluster at best. So I'll uh, I'm going to end that right there because I really can't do much more without spoilers because I think we have a lot to talk about in terms of uh, spoiling this movie. So uh, first up. What'd y'all think overall from the the shoddiness of the uh, the plot, the merging of it? How did y'all how did y'all feel about that? The cohesion of the the actual scenes between the movie. Did y'all think it did did it justice at all, or are you kind of like with me where it was just like 
it was too it was shoddy. It was just too many quick changes of the plot of the scenes that made absolutely no sense. I had a, I had trouble just following why we were doing these things. Yeah, David, I mean, I think that's my biggest gripe is that it was there was no like semblance of like a story, like a thread. Like it it you, I think they maybe they assumed that the audience would have a better understanding of the character Harry Hole himself because I think at the beginning like it just it drops you in and you I mean I didn't know if it was like if he was the kid like I didn't know if like uh you know I didn't know if there was some you know if we should know who like was there something that I missed in the beginning of that like and then it continues to go throughout there's like things that like occur um I mean like I just I it it makes no sense <laughs> like that's my biggest gripe is that I I like I thought the movie was just like like here it is like it's like it jumps around kind of like much of my conversations um it just goes all over the place so i don't know um what about you peter and matt so i don't think that they were thought that the audience knew more i think that they knew that they didn't have much to tell us uh or much of much interest so i think they're using a lack of information to try to keep us thinking we're like seeing some sort of mystery um and making us like question what was going on um, but not in an interesting way. It just worked out to us not being told what we needed to be told for things to be interesting. I, I could be wrong. Maybe they just had expectations of us that that weren't realistic. But I, I really do think we were not told things. Or maybe they, as as we learned from Peter, that they didn't film 15% of the script. Maybe that's the stuff that we needed for this to be useful. Doubt um, it. But I, I definitely feel that they didn't have anything. And so they thought that they could just not tell us things and keep us on the hook. Yeah. I mean, that, the thing that's so weird to me is that, so this is based off of a novel, which I, I, you know, I don't think any of us here have read, but I've heard really good things about the books in this series. And, uh, the character of Harry hole has, has been in, I think it's 11 books. So, I mean, it's, there's a lot of rich storytelling to be, to be put around his character and around what's going on with it. And to Dave's point, I think this is the sixth or or seventh book in the series. So there's a lot of background they could have given us about these characters. This movie just literally, to me, maybe in the first, you know, 15 or 20 minutes, it seemed like it was on track. And then it just decides to just jump all over the place. It never lets us get into the minds of any of the characters enough to care about a character. So I can't even, I can't even sit there and and try to at least follow a character because I like them because I don't know enough about any of them to like them. And then the, the general kind of horror mystery of this movie isn't very interesting. I mean, it just, it's not an interesting killer. So, I mean, I think you guys had mentioned and Matt, you had mentioned, you know, it didn't make you want to leave like you kind of wanted to stay throughout the movie. And I did the same thing. I mean, the the reason I stayed in the theater is I just wanted to see what the twist or what the, you know, the, the reveal was going to be. And it not, not only was the reveal not interesting, but everything to get to the reveal wasn't even remotely like there was nothing in it that was uh, worth waiting for. And so I, to me, it's just, how do you write a script about a horror movie and not, I mean, you could inject anything in this to make it somewhat appealing to an audience. I mean, hell, if they would have put an alien or something in this, I, I would have been more interested than I was with what the plot was that they put together for us. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. I literally don't know what it was, whether it was 
just a lackluster, you know, film schedule or if it's literally that they, you know, the 15% that they say they couldn't capture was the 15% that would have pulled it together. But I just feel like this was just such a random mix of, of, you know, scenes with intelligent actors that just, it just didn't come together. I don't know. Wait, do we know that all these actors are intelligent? <laughs> They're good actors. I just, I don't know how smart they are. Good, good um, point. Good point. Fast so Fighter's that, choices of recent have been slightly questionable. That's, that's a, that's a better point. Yeah. Man. That's, and that's where um, I was going to get to earlier when I said I like 70% of his movies, but as of late, I've tended to not like them as much, but um, yeah. And name, so, name one of recent you've liked. I mean, uh, with how recent? Are we going within the last two years? Yes. Uh, okay, if that's the case, then I was going to say maybe, 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 I don't know, maybe X-Men, uh, Apocalypse. Wrong. Like, that's the only, no. I, that's like me <laughs> no. pulling, like Steve no. Jobs, maybe. That was two years? That was, that's been a while. It's two no, years. That, that was two years, 2015. Uh, that's fair. So that, really? that works. I was that's asking because, like, I know Days, Days of Future Past is really good. Like, I, I really liked him in, uh, Inglorious Bastards. I thought you. I mean, I, I like Inglorious Bastards, but um, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna go down the the list of his movies. But I was um, just gonna say. Yeah. I would say Frank, but that was 2014, yeah. so it doesn't count. Assassin's Creed was phenomenal. It's phenomenally de- bad. <laughs> I will not be seeing that one. I'm looking forward to that. I would not recommend it. I would not <laughs> um, recommend it. Agreed. So I think almost the more offensive thing than them not shooting 15% of the movie and still having us watch it is that they left in the other 85% and made us watch a two-hour movie. <laughs> so, so they, Matt, did you they read could where... could have cut out a lot of... Sorry? Did you read where they basically had to bring somebody else in to put the movie together? Because they, uh, Scorsese called... Apparently Scorsese saw this movie and, and knew it sucked. Uh, so he called in like all these favors for somebody to try to cut together a movie that was somewhat... you know. Like I feel like that—that's how you know it's bad. And and I wish I would have read that beforehand. Is that he saw this movie and as a, as as great of a guy like you know Scorsese's probably like what top five in Hollywood would we say in terms of directing? Yeah. Uh, like if he saw it and was like, "What the fuck is my name on?" Like as a producer, you know, I, I think he brought in a couple different people to try to cut cut together a good movie, and they still, I mean. This is the best we got. So uh, I can only imagine what the first product was that they that they gave him to see because it's but yeah they he he should have taken another pass at it and and I think I would have rather somebody who's in the top thirty watched it and didn't like it and we we got to redo because you know top five obviously is going to have higher standards um, but I I really think that they could have cut out another. 25% of this movie we would have been just as whatever Easy. about I, it I said but it would have been a quicker out. it would have been a quicker movie um, I said that walking out I said you know they didn't have time to do 15, 15% of this but Jesus they could have cut a ton out of this it was I, just w- any of the any of the mold cleaning that was happening and then yeah. the fake mold guy being in there well, did that not was, play out that was him anything. though right that was the, that was what, the guy but the to, second time but why it didn't make a difference he already got the prescription yeah I, yeah, I don't know. I guess he was just... So if he was poisoned, or maybe he gave him cancer, I, but we don't know. It didn't matter, right? So No, I, mean, I, yeah. I don't know. Like, we, I mean... There's no, a... It didn't, it didn't, there was no reward for that. There so. was a, so many side plots that had no, the, you know, closure. J.K. Simmons fucking uh, creepy so picture-taking thing. What the, he wh- was why? A, he was a red herring. I mean, that was his only purpose. Ex- yeah, but they exactly. did a bad job. They're like, well, 
uh, whatever. Who cares? Uh, so real real quick, just to kind of follow up, uh, Thelma Thelma Schoonmaker is the editor who Scorsese brought in apparently like uh, to to try to save the film uh, to put together. Well, and then, and, definitely and, didn't and help. What's yeah. what she known for? Uh, I don't. I just. I just. It says apparently like uh, this thing I was reading. It says that legend. They he brought in legendary editor. She's won Academy Awards for editing. Uh, okay. For like uh, ain't winning it for this. Oh, she won. Or so she's edited the depart. Basically all Scorsese's movies. Uh, Departed, okay. Wolf of Wall Street, Goodfellas, Shutter Island. Those are the four that I just saw on uh, on here. But anyway, um, so good stuff. Yeah. So, so, so good. Good movies. She was a good she's call. Been, she she's was been a good, part of. Uh, it was a good call to bring her in, but even she couldn't save this yeah, lackluster of a shithole. The Irishman, she's a tag. Uh, she's apparently on the oh, Irishman, which is I wanted newest. to see that. I never yeah. did though. Well, no, the Irishman is is coming out in this year, 2018, within the next year. So, oh, I'm thinking of Kill the Irishman. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's the Scorsese movie that's coming out this year. But anyway, uh, sorry, I just yeah. wanted to kind of ch- ch- chunk that in there so that I couldn't think of her name and I just saw that. But um, anyway, nah, yeah, it's no, nah. nah, it just. Yeah, so th- th- this film just had tons of issues that you can't really... Uh, obviously, you couldn't fix with editing, so unless there were a ton of reshoots, which I doubt seriously, even, you know, Scorsese... Was he executive producer or just one of the other producers? He was executive. Well, so, he was executive. He, he was he, whatever title he wanted. Yeah, Fair exactly. So he probably wasn't going to green light reshoots for this freaking film just because he knew it was probably going to be bad, so... So that's probably why we didn't have a lot of anything else that came in for the end. And especially if you can't film 15% of it, you know, what, what's the point? Like, it's it, it just just the movie itself. Like, from uh, a lot of the tie-ins, like, uh, the, the, any of the scenes that Val Kilmer are in, like, it's so... I would, I would have loved to have seen what they had to do to kind of fix... Because the, those scenes just get... They look just weird. Uh, yeah. Like, there's no, like like the the time when he's the when he's out on the mountain like how it's uh like he's not i mean i know we talked about this a little bit beforehand but he i mean he had through i guess mouth oral cancer so his voice apparently his tongue was swollen and he couldn't say the lines uh as well as they would hope so they had to dub his his character so a lot of the scenes that he was he had lines in they had to cut his lines and then they uh like the ski lift scene they apparently they they narrated the scene from the walkie talkie. I mean, you guys remember seeing that? Yeah. So, so here's my question about that, right? Is, is that I I love Val Kimmer and it's great that they had him cast at one point. I'm guessing he was cast before the whole mouth cancer thing became an issue, but why the hell would you keep him in? Because a, his part is so it's, it's so unsubstantial to what actually is going on in the movie. I mean, he is such a B, B character in this movie that doesn't. It doesn't matter if he's Val Kilmer or literally like Joe Bob from the and street. And he was, and he was prosthesis all the way up, so you didn't even know unless you were really looking. Well, well, that's the thing, right? Is that like you? You don't really, you can't tell, so you're not being sold on the movie on Val Kilmer. In no, fact, of none of the trailers sell you on Val. I Kilmer. I was actually going to say I didn't even know he was in it until the opening it, credits. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. So what like. I said. So you're getting nothing out of it. You're not getting like the top build cast or anything about that. And then they dub over his voice. So you don't even get his voice. And at that point, to your point, Sean, 
it's so distracting because you watch the scenes and it feels like you're watching a terrible like Japanese like Godzilla movie where you know people are saying oh no it's Godzilla and then they're still their mouth is moving but they're not saying anything anymore. I couldn't anymore. even figure out like I didn't even know if that was like if I was hearing things or if that was just I'm like Jesus I was like how many cigarettes is Val Kilmer been smoking? Well in the first scene I honestly didn't realize it was Val Kilmer because a he he looks very different because I think you know, I think that cancer actually, you know, physically actually may yeah. have affected him. And, and in general, he, you know, he, he's just gotten a little older, so it's harder to tell. And then the voice, I thought it was a potentially a Norwegian person that was talking and they were dubbing over him. And I was like, oh, it's 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 somebody from Norway speaking, <laughs> you know, in their tongue and they had dubbed over it. Yeah. And then later on, I realized, no, that's Val Kilmer. But that, that it's it's just very off-putting and super yeah. distracting. It completely pulls you out of the movie and starts making you go, "What the hell am I watching?" So Which it, is like the worst thing. It's just the casting. Like, I mean, why would if you're so committed to? I mean, like that. I just don't get it. Like, you have a guy like so Toby Jones. I mean, shout out to things that Matt Matt and I have been watching with uh, Toby Jones being from uh, Captain America and from uh, Harry Potter. But like, he's in this movie, and it's like, why? Like what? Like what was the reason to have this guy in this movie? Like he didn't even do anything really. Do you, you know who I'm talking about? Uh, he was like yeah. he was uh, I guess sort of he was a throw he was fell. a throwaway character. Yeah, he like, literally was a throwaway character. All he these, had one like, point. All these people who are like fairly good actors and actresses are just throwaway characters. Um, that I'm. It's like, kind of like you wonder if they just wanted to be in a Scorsese movie. No, and it's not then, even that because it's not even he's not even directing it. Like it's not like well, this he was, he was originally, set to, he was originally yeah. set to direct. Oh, was he? So okay, I'm wondering. I didn't if, see that. I'm wondering if they they got pulled in because of that, and then all of a sudden he was like, oh, "I'm not doing this," and they were like, "Well, shit," <laughs> and they all probably signed up for like 50k, and then they were like, I eh, "Whatever, a, yeah, we kind of have to do this, guys." It's like shit. Yeah. So like, I mean, so. like, again, like, there's a you could tell that like. Would I would I want to see more from this character? Like the idea of like a you know a Norwegian police detective. Like I I feel like the storylines are exciting enough to like want to see another movie. But like anybody could have done a like <sighs> I just feel like anybody could have you done did, a better job. Yeah, you didn't need a top build cast to pull this movie off. It's like everybody I mean, everybody knew it. This sucked. would have been a good mini mini series on like uh nbc like a freaking like svu episode it, it could have been an episode yeah okay yeah. it doesn't even need a money series it's a yeah it's a sorry single episode. I, I, I was gonna say yeah. and, I've, and i've thought about it, i'm like no this entire movie could have been resolved in the last 30 minutes which it was so we didn't even need any of that background story so so yeah I mean, if you want to see it in the snow you could just watch the girl with the dragon tattoo the original swedish version and then you could watch the the, re, the redo with uh daniel craig and uh, rooney mara and you can so, see two better movies so let me ask you a question. Which one so, of the guys so, was from the? By the way, did you guys realize that uh, the guy, like the creepy doctor with the painted toenails, uh, which again, that whole scene, like I feel as if, <laughs> like his involvement in this movie so bad. is just like, and the the girl, like I like all that stuff. I'm just like, what is this even doing? Like, what do you even? But well, that guy. But the, what I was getting to before I went down the road is he's in uh, both the Swedish version and the American version of a Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. So, all right, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. So the first, so you know the opening scene was where it's basically, well, not the opening, the second where they're doing the credits for the for the opening. Mm-hmm. And they're, um, it's kind of going and just showing all the, you know, you, the, the movie opens up, you've got all this like scenery and, and it's kind of going to what you were saying, Sean, with the with the whole like uh, Norwegian thing and, and, and Matt, how you were saying how 
you could actually see a good movie in the snow. This movie, the snow portion of it, made me more depressed watching it. Because I was like, I have no desire to ever visit this place. Whereas if you watch like The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo or any of those other types of movies, I'm like, oh, I might actually go visit uh, Denmark or Sweden. Norway, I had zero, zero desire because I'm like, this is just depressing. So I don't know if they were Wait, going for I, that. I, don't I haven't seen Girl with the Dragon Tattoo in a while, but I don't recall thinking it looked, it looked murder, pre- let's go. Well, no, no, no. It looked pretty enough to where I was like, oh, I might actually go visit that place. Like the visually, it was you know appealing to me. Whereas this movie, okay. I'm looking at it, I'm like, I... I have zero desire to ever. It's everything's white. I think I think that's like, fitting, right? It was, I think I think that was fitting for the story. I'm going to give them credit for that. The way it was shot was fitting for the type of story they were telling. I uh, I don't know. It just did not visually appeal to me, unfortunately. So that's just M- me. Murder well, murder's well, not for you after you watch all those. Uh... <laughs> well, girl with it, but like girl with the dragon tattoo, like the very beginning seemed to be very. Um, and I'm thinking, of, yeah, I'm thinking of the same one. Was that the one with the? It was on an island. The murder when it when he first got pulled onto it. Am I thinking yep. of the right film? It mm-hmm. it seemed like that little island looked somewhat appealing. Like you you may have kind of wanted to go visit that. <laughs> I like that. Dave I don't know. Wants to go to a tropical place before a murder happens. Not tropical. It's very cold. <laughs> it's closer to the 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 poles than it is the uh, the equator. So I don't know. I just it's. It, it it shies me away to be like, well, I don't really care now. So, I mean, uh, that's why I'm, I'm just not going to allow your complaint to be, with all the other complaints, I'm not going to be mad that a murder movie didn't make me want to go tour a, a country. Um, eh, fair enough. No? That's just, what, that's just me? That what, just wants to give like, Dave shit? Basically, David, <laughs> David, if, if you ever want to go see where Santa Claus is from, go there. <laughs> like, that's, that's all that is anyway. Like, I mean, reindeer, snow, there's... A lot of cold weather there. It's like it's November, I think, is where the movie takes place, and it's fucking. Well, I don't want to go there. So, <laughs> um, if it makes you feel any better, uh, the Olympics were in Norway <laughs> at one point. So somebody. Thought I assume it was the Winter Olympics. There. Yes, of course. So you mean the? It wasn't World the Summer Cup? Olympics. What's happening right now? <laughs> it was the World Cup. I don't know. I feel like I should, of... uh, Matt. I feel like I should join the uh, Scandinavian Tourism Committee because that's what I'm trying to. Yeah, so. we can't. We can't. Uh, sorry, guys. We can't release this movie. Uh, Dave will not see. Will not come visit us because uh, of this movie. <laughs> that's correct. That is correct. So I, I do want to give the movie a little bit of credit, though. Please go uh, ahead. There's one. There's one thing. One thing. Uh, so it the ended? trailer, which we also it did end. Okay, there's two things. Uh, <laughs> So the trailer, um, you see the Rebecca Ferguson's character uh, opening the a garage door uh, or a roll-up door, um, and there's a person sitting in a chair, and they have the snowman head on the person's body. And so, like, you kind of assume that somebody killed somebody, and they they encapsulated the person's head in snow, and mm-hmm. she has to like move the snow to figure out whose body it is, or she can tell from other features but who it is from the you know that's what you. At least that's what I took from the trailer. The yeah. movie did have a little bit more payoff in this and that her reaction was more sincere and actually did have a connection to a plot point. Now, a plot point that could have been told much more effectively and efficiently, but still <laughs> a plot point that had payoff nonetheless. Um, it was maybe shoehorned in, but this trailer didn't spoil in what her true reaction was based on. 
and I, I thought that was good. Uh, and then the the another one that I'm going to give is the trailer also made me think that they were going to just see snowmen and start digging around the snowmen to see if, to find corpses in them. And we saw like 10 snowmen and we didn't dig through them. So I was like, these aren't very good comps. And then we, so I, I thought that at least from that perspective that the marketing didn't give away those things. It didn't matter, but I'm going to give them credit for that. So but, on the, oh, good. I was just going to say, that's a good point, but I will say that I was actually, um, I was actually thrown off by that during the movie because I was waiting for everybody's head yes, to be with encapsulated me. in snow. So, it, for instance, the very first woman who gets murdered, I was expecting her head to eventually be found within the snowman. Um, the the second woman, I guess, her head was just on top of a snowman, so it was fine. But but they kind they did to your point. They implied it in the trailer, so I was it kind of took me away from the movie. Because I was waiting for it, but I, I, to your point, I guess it was nice because it was a it was a change because we they didn't give that away. Yeah, no, and you're right. I was very con- like waiting for it and kind of disappointed that it didn't happen. But yeah. I want to give them credit because I complained so much about spoilers, yeah, uh, and yeah. things like that. So, so did it. y'all also? Sorry, uh, on that note, like, did y'all also notice like a lot of the scenes in the trailer were actually cut from the film? I noticed a uh, lot of stuff was cut. I. I don't know I didn't I, did. I didn't notice cut but I, I, I remember there was the there was the modifier with the guy who had the snow on top of his head it wasn't on top of his head it was on, on top of his exploded head so, yeah. that, so that's there was the, that one. that's yeah that's the scene I was talking about that I thought was yep. a good the good kind of yep. tease yep. and then the payoff well so one of the things that I, I noticed that wasn't there was they had no He's completely insane, which they kept going over and over. There was no uh, – he was never reading off to the um, the voiceover. It was completely cut um, about it. He was talking about all the clues and everything. He never stated that. Um, there was a scene where um, – and in the in the previews, and I always kind of wanted to see where this was going to play out. And it was uh, – he was walking through a hallway, and they were – it looked like they were meshing up like mannequins or something like that. Do you all vaguely remember this? And they, uh, they a, room cut- where night- a room where nightmares are made? Pretty much, but it was it was like a hallway and it was weird because it was like an art gallery and all of a sudden they had like mannequins on the floor and they were like rearranging like the body. Oh, I do. Part of I think I re- I think I remember that. Yeah, and it, I, was, I think they decided that Dexter did that and they didn't want to redo it. Yeah, so I didn't know if it was like body parts or if it was mannequins, and I was really intrigued to see how it was going to go. Um, and the and, then, and like y'all were saying the the lack of traded snowmen heads with the bodies thing didn't happen, and I was I was actually a little disappointed by that. I was expecting more of those. Like heads, head people's heads on snowmen's and snowmen's heads on people, kind of thing. I don't know. I just expected more. I didn't didn't get that for it. But. So, uh, on top of the the disappointments there, uh, I was a little disappointed and disappointed in the uh, the leadership of the police force and their disinterest in solving murders. <laughs> um, but they had a, they had the guy. He killed himself. <laughs> With the bodies in the, in I the guess every time somebody's head gets blown off with a shotgun, no need to look into it further. It's just a suicide. So that's two in the in that country. Obviously, one was you know the only one guy was overseeing one, and it was a different person overseeing the other. But it was still an odd disinterest in solving those murders, which well, which yeah. definitely felt like it was to paint that J.K. Simmons because he has so much power. He's the one that was telling them to not pursue any additional, um, you know, criminal. Uh, wrongdoing, you know, you know, pursue the crime more. But since that didn't end up being the case, spoilers, uh, 
it made zero sense that they didn't want to investigate crime. Well, I liked how the the, the comment was: we have professionals that do that. When um, he is the professional, walks up and he goes. <laughs> Obviously, this is this was horizontal a horizontal shot, and it would have shot up uh, if this was a suicide because you can't do that with a shotgun. And his boss looks at him and goes, "We have professionals that do that. Besides, it's a suicide." And then he just walks off. I'm like, "What the fuck? Like seriously?" Yeah, that's the exact scene that was like, "All right, this is who cares." Uh, actually, I didn't care a lot before that, but no, yeah, there that... was there was a lack of caring. It was just more of a oh, more more shit. Yeah. So I gotta I gotta ask. Was anybody else disappointed in the way that Rebecca Ferguson's character died? Yes, very much so. I, I didn't know if she was dead or not. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, maybe she's not dead. She's just really cold in the in the car. I, I just felt like she, <laughs> yeah. so she was like between the two characters. I think they were both poorly constructed and both poorly kind of represented in the movie. But I I was maybe more of a fan of hers than I was of Fastbenders. And I just was thoroughly disappointed in how that ended. Completely agree. And especially because the trailer actually made me think that the snowman head that she found was going to be Fastbender. Exactly. Yep. Because she just came across as the stronger character. I mean, she obviously was the more kind of... um, What's the word? Kind of not risky, but, you know, carefree. Um, I'm trying to think of the right word for it. But, you know, she 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 dove into things rather than kind of be more methodical about it. And so it's not surprising that she dies, but it's just disappointing because she was definitely a stronger character in terms of just, you know, um, morally and and just. You know, physically, I mean, she obviously had a presence throughout the movie, whereas Fastbender was drunk half the time. So it was very disappointing to see her kind of set up this entire kind of sting operation and then so easily get taken over by the person. So I I, I just was thoroughly disappointed about that. I was more impressed that the real killer was able to discern her plans and sabotage them so effectively. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. Especially when you find out who the killer is, which makes it even worse. Yeah, it's like, like okay, you're you're pretty uh, damn good at this somehow. Yeah, <laughs> with no explanation. <laughs> How did you know exactly what she was gonna do? That's wow. Yeah, good job, guy. Yeah, no explanation either. Just he's somehow a, a murdering genius, even though we see his background and it doesn't seem like he should have that. And so, so on that, do we want to know why he cares so much about Michael Fender Fassbender's character? Why he became obsessed with him? My my friend who I saw it with assumed that since uh, the you know the opening scene it was an illegitimate son who watches his mother die because she went catatonic or some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, do we know why she did that? Whatever. Uh, she just wanted um, to get out of life. Wasn't feeling it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she hated her son. Peace out, son. Well, um, we know that for a fact. She definitely hated her son. Yeah. Oh, so okay. Two things. Why the fuck do so many houses in Norway have windows between rooms? Um, and, <laughs> oh, yes. Amazing. Uh, and then, so you assume that maybe he's obsessed with Fassbender because, and this is what my friend thought, was maybe that that f- father that fathered the bastard illegitimately, which is how that works, uh, had another son in the, the real family. And so you think maybe that they're brothers. Again, uh, there's a Showtime murder show that kind of has a little bit of that action, too. Watch it. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you. But 
but then you know that is did you guys have that thinking like so when she when she suggested that i thought maybe that was the 15 percent that we didn't see and that's why he was so obsessed with fassbender's character but i i don't think we understand why he cared about fassbender at all is that just me did i miss something nah no i mean i just assumed it was because he like because of the relationship that he had with the wife like i don't know like i feel as if like ever since that the like he was in the mother's like the uh he was in harry hole's uh like baby mama uh like he was ever since he was inside her yeah well (laughs) i was gonna say ever since like the child was born he has been he's been around as like a father figure it seemed and like maybe he just was upset with fassbender being a you know so what's uh what's what i'm looking for abandoning them yeah well that too but yeah but but it's strange because there's other there's plenty of other father mother combinations where they split up and he this is the only one where he was obsessed with the guy in some way yeah yeah the only thing i can think of is and i was struggling with this too is that so he he obviously has an issue for the fact that his mother kind of left him, right? His mother abandoned him. So he kills um, he kills the two women who basically have abortions to abandon their children. Yep. And, and the only thing I can think of why Fassbender gets involved is because Fassbender is searching for him. If he had never done anything about him, I think he would have been fine. But disagree but, you know, because, because he had the letters. He was already dating the girl before Fassbender but, got involved but, in those disappearances. But was that just a coincidence? He had the because letters it, before no. like that all went started going down, right? Because remember there was like... Yeah, was like he already mail. sent him the letter. Yeah. But I guess, I guess that's true. That's a good point. So that makes me want to read the book because I I guarantee the book actually gets gives a way better explanation for why the hell this is happening. Oh. Or an actual explanation. Yeah. An actual like explanation. Actual not explanation. Not explanation. <laughs> it being there is inherently better. So overall, it sounds like uh, we are not recommending anyone ever see this film. Um, maybe Agreed. Maybe if they come up with a remake in like 15 years when no. they could actually do another one, maybe a different story. But I think they might try to make another movie with the same like set up but just different like director and actors like does that make sense like the same character like go back to the harry hole like so reboot it yeah or nah maybe... i don't i don't i don't, they, I don't they're know. doing that yeah. with uh jack ryan chris pine's no longer the shadow recruit but yeah John but that's Krasinski's got a, gonna be I, but the that's got a big that's got a big that's got a big like book following and everything and they've had successful movies with it so they, and it's American. This is not not to be. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, to be eleven the... eleven books in Norway. <laughs> Fuck them. Well, not, well, not yeah, to be not to be it. that guy. But if you're talking about making movies, All right, Captain that are, America. You know, for, I'm I'm just yeah, saying, making American cinema. Obviously, there's a ton of other authors. I have we a feeling. We speak America. Better not kneel down for the national anthem, or Peter's going to get you. Oh, <laughs> you bunch of a holes! Jesus, Jesus it's Christ! A, it's a legitimate point. There's thousands of of uh, writers in the U.S. They're probably going to adapt somebody from the U.S. first before they pick somebody in Norway, where the first adaptation failed. Fair Come enough. On. That's just logic. It's logic, guys. We'll allow it. Whatever happened with the series of the uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? Like, did they ever... exactly? Yeah. Point proven. Because I mean, it's actually just that means Daniel Craig started off two trilogies that he never got to finish. What was the other one? <laughs> Can anyone name the other? Uh, oh, the uh, Golden Compass. Cowboys and Bam! Aliens. Peter wins the day. Never Woo-hoo! saw that. Never saw that. It was That's fine. 
It's actually not that bad. I wouldn't yeah. have minded seeing another one. Actually, I would have. I was actually really interested in seeing more. I was disappointed to not see more. I, I thought it, it it came off pretty well, actually. Yeah, it wasn't great, um, but I think that the world that it set up, I uh, I was I very think, interested in. I think it may have been better than um, what's the uh, closet one. Um, oh yeah, uh, uh, R. Kelly trapped in a closet. <laughs> I was thinking going Chronicles South of Narnia. Park? Chronicles of Narnia, yeah, yeah. All right, well, uh, well, uh, let's let's end the snowman. We're gonna go right into potent picks because we're gonna start dragging on, and this was this movie did not merit this long of a recording. So, how about we start with potent picks? Matt, start us off. Do you got anything? Yeah, so I'm actually gonna. I, I don't. I'm not familiar with the director, uh, Thomas Alfredson, uh, by name. But his film, Let the Right One In, um, also, I think it's Swedish. Is that the vampire imagine. movie? It's the vampire one. And if you don't uh, want to have to read, if you don't want to have to read uh, subtitles, you should watch Let Me In with uh, Hit Girl from Kick-Ass, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. So either Let the Right One In or Let Me In. Um, very good films. Uh, so just to get, he didn't direct Let Me In, the American remake, but um in either case, both you know, good movies worth seeing. I I preferred Let Me In, but uh, that's because I have I have tendencies like Peter to to like the American versions. Um, <laughs> in in terms of drinks, uh, Rar and Sons Texas Red. I was out playing some Top Golf, and I was happy to see that they that's a local Fort Worth brewery, and I was pretty happy they they opened the Fort Worth Top Golf recently, and I haven't made it down there until until this weekend, and I was pretty happy they had a local beer on tap, so got to have a Raw and Sons Texas Red, and if you like Reds, it's and you're in Fort Worth, uh, check it out. What about you, Sean? In terms of movies for this week, I'm I'm gonna kind of go back a little bit to a uh, like sort of a detective, like one of these uh, novel esque uh, movies, and I'm gonna go with the uh, another another sort of guy we just talked about, Daniel Craig. I'm gonna throw out Layer Cake as a uh, as a must watch for this week as my potent pick, I would say. Um, Solid movie. It's a. Uh, it's not really a detective as much, but it's more of one of those uh, European crime drama. Uh, I can't think of the word. Another description for it. Uh, but yeah, it's a. It's a solid movie and uh, another Tom Hardy sighting in that young Tom Hardy. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. And in terms of a uh, a beverage for this week, I am going to throw out something because we're getting to that time of the year and I know uh I know my my man my man Dave over here loves some PSLs a little pumpkin spice latte shout out uh, <laughs> please do that every time from now on uh <laughs> the uh I'm going to I'm going to suggest this beer that I'm drinking right now the uh the, the co- if you if you like coffee beers the cold pressed coffee pumpkin is solid it's a it's imperial it's an IPA but it's an imperial pumpkin ale so uh, check that out if you get the chance. Uh, Southern Tier has wide, widespread release, so you can probably find it uh, in a lot of places. So uh, even though this is a more of a specialty beer, but anyway, um, what about you, Peter? What do you uh, want to give your picks for this week? So I, I kind of want to go in the same line as you, Sean, but I'm going to go with just a a very kind of well known kind of horror murder movie. Uh, seven. So I, I'm guessing most people have probably already seen this movie, but Brad Pitt. Um, I, I'm trying to remember. Is it Morgan Freeman in this one? It is. Um, this is uh, it and is, Kevin yeah. Spacey, big name. And Kevin Spacey, who is who not billed in this film. In the uh, 
He's actually he asked to not actually be billed on any of the uh, stuff in the beginning because he wanted people to be surprised he was in it. You're right. Yeah, and th- this is one of those movies where um, it literally keeps you guessing the entire way. It is it is edgier seat. It will kind of shock and amaze you. And it, to me, this is like the horror mur- murder mur- mystery movie because um, it you'll leave the theater or you'll leave your seat with your just jaw dropped if you haven't seen it before. So uh, I would definitely say you have to see it. And in fact, the uh, the opening of our podcast includes a quote from this movie. So uh, if you can catch it and, and send us an email or tweet us about it, then let me know. But don't tell but, them. <laughs> <laughs> It'll up. be our little secret. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so yeah, if, if you haven't seen Seven, definitely it's a must-see for anybody um and by the way i think almost everywhere now it's spelled se the number seven yep. E-N, yeah, which, yeah. uh yep not not a huge fan of but otherwise it's a great it's movie. because it worked out well so well for fan four stick <laughs> <laughs> uh terrible indeed um so drink wise this isn't really a drink that kind of fits this time of year but i've i've realized that i can't get enough of these and now that i'm not in texas i still drink them so uh, Moscow mules are a delicious drink, and Moscow mules are are historically basic. It's, uh, it's uh, well, it's it's ginger beer, vodka, and uh, I'm trying to remember is is it a little bit of mint in it? I think in lime this? juice and mint, right? Yeah, right. So so the the one I think is a good twist, which maybe changes it a bit, is uh, you can get get Moscow mules with bourbon, and it's not a huge change. But there's something about the sweetness in the bourbon that kind of makes it a little bit, you know, a little bit extra for you. So so anyway, if you can get a Moscow Mule and get it with bourbon, a lot of places now, because Moscow Mules were the thing, they'll start to serve them now as specialty drinks with bourbon. Uh, and they'll always have some clever, you know, tricky name to it. But yeah, definitely, definitely make yourself one. If you've never had one before, you're definitely missing out. Um, try it in a copper mug, unless you're afraid of some sort of metal poisoning. But, um, so so how do you how do you make it yourself if, if you if you don't stock your house with co- copper mugs then you can use a glass but it like you're a peasant yeah it sucks you exactly. gotta use a copper mug I, it's, it's totally better how? it's a better experience <laughs> the, the melt, copper mug. melt down some pennies <laughs> exactly get, and get you know the crushed you... ice like the sonic ice raisin canes that kind of stuff it makes it so much better uh that's yeah a good, that's a great point to that's be fair crushed point. ice makes everything better this is true matt thank you <laughs> good point all right fancy guy talking about no copper no see matt what you do is you just you go to a train track you get a bunch of pennies you put them on the track flattens them out and eventually you'll have a copper mug try it out huh. and with that dave dave let's go to you what do you oh, got for fine, us fine fine well i know this has been one of those movies where we ripped on michael fassbender and all of his films of recent as we we me and sean had a discussion of the past two years of films that you could name that you liked uh, of his. So I wanted to give a nice little positive ending for a, a Fassbender film, and I was going to recommend everyone go see uh, Inglorious Bastards yet again, if you can. It's not a He's not a major role in it, but you know what? He plays part of it, and uh, it's a phenomenal film. If you haven't seen it, I don't know where you've been, but a uh, great, great, great film. Um, so just wanted to end on a good note for him. Give him a little, you know, little cred. You know, I think it was 2009 was that one? When was that? Yeah, 2009. So, always a great film to go back to. Little Quentin Tarantino, always a favorite. And uh, 
Yeah, so uh, in terms of beers or in terms of a drink, I'm actually going to recommend I'm sticking with my pumpkin uh, my pumpkin uh, theme this week. So I'm going to recommend a little uh, Buffalo Bayou Pumpkin Spice Latte. So it is a beer. Don't worry. But it's a pumpkin spice latte version of their uh, their little take on it. So always enjoy everything that comes out of Buffalo Bayou. Uh, it's probably my favorite local uh, Houston brew. Uh, they seem to kind of just have my little particular taste and clever names like Great White Buffalo. Great White Buffalo. The Great White Buffalo. But yeah, pumpkin spice latte. Um, try it if you can. It's a limited release as always. But, uh, you know, we're starting to come to a close on those... Uh, those kind of beers, so get them in while you can, because soon we're going to switch over to the Christmas beers, and that means cinnamon and chocolate. And nutmeg. And, and nutmeg. It's going to be a glorious, glorious uh, month of stouts and drinking outside and drinking hearty beers. So we're looking forward to a little little November, end of November, uh, beginning of December uh, beers. So. But yeah, that's all I got this week. So, uh, you know, I think next week, what are we looking at, boys? I don't know. Have we discovered anything yet? Just to just to toss it out there, we've got uh, Jigsaw Suburbicon, and thank you for your service. Oh, that's this Suburbicon, week. I thought that was next week. Suburbicon, I think. Suburbicon. Yeah. All right, guys, I'm gonna do it just for you, but I'm gonna be disappointed. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a Cohen Brothers slash. Uh, I don't know. I've I, I've kind of I'm kind of intrigued, Matt, but I know I I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards. I'm what kind you're of a, I'm kind of with Matt on this one. This it the previews haven't really sold me on it for some reason. All right, well. uh... I think that'll do it for us tonight. So, uh, as always, you can email us at potentpicturespodcast at gmail.com for any comments, concerns. Hell, just say hello. We'll, we'll take that, too. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. It's uh, at potentpictures. It's the same on Instagram. Uh, and if you want to take a look at us on Facebook, which uh, Sean does link everything to it, it's uh, I think you can just search Potent Pictures on Facebook. And then, uh, finally, our webpage, where all of our stuff is, even a list of our beers and uh, movie recommendations, is uh, potentpictures.wordpress.com. Uh, so, if you're intrigued by our uh, social media out- outlook, just our outreach, go for it. Unfortunately, uh, myself, we're, we're kind of bad at the Twitter things. That's where that's where Sean's job is comes into play. So, I think that'll do it for this week. Uh, next week, we'll probably, like we were saying, we'll probably end up being um, Suburbicon. So uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. If not, if there's a change, we'll let Sean tweet it out to everybody uh, prior to release. But uh, other than that, I think that'll do it. So uh, have a good night, everybody. Thanks. Mm-hmm.